0: Hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and an author, you know, never say die as they adventure through the 80s movies they think they love with these modern eyes uh, to discover how well they hold up. This is Goonies, a movie selection from 1985.
1: Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Hey, Mike the map! Wow, you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonies
0: adventures.
1: Meet Mikey. I gotta go faster.
0: Brand. Andy.
1: Shame, shame! Come on, Brand. Slip for the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mult. Right, Hi, gotcha now get out from behind her. You're ruining the pain. Your You're butt. ruining my job. Stephanie. Data. Cody Bader. Guys, isn't that me? And Chunk.
2: Slot.
3: They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a
1: legend. But they're not alone. Chunk, I hope
3: that was your stomach.
1: No. That's the it. Sounds like calm.
3: discover what they uncover.
1: It rubies and, and emeralds and diamonds?
2: The Lost Map.
1: Oh, where's the start of the tunnel? The Secret Caves. Hey, Mikey! You can hear me! Run! Run! They're coming after you! Jerkler! The Hidden Clues. Mikey the treacherous traps Oh sheriff I'm at the lighthouse lounge there and I want to report for a murder Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water
3: on them Take the
1: oath Are They're here
3: Come join
2: the
1: adventure
2: as Steven Spielberg
1: presents the Goonies, a Richard Donner film.
0: That's a really weird trailer. Am I am I the only it one who thinks so? Well, yeah.
2: Eighties trailers gave a lot of the story away.
0: And well, and they also had a tendency to put in a bunch of stuff that was not that didn't make it into the final movie. That's um, true. Yeah. Uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do love I do love somebody just telling me what it is like, like a nice, you know, a nice. It's deep thrilling,
3: voice. exciting. It is
0: uh, very well, if you say so. I agree. It's thrilling and exciting. Um, and, and I love the part where he's like reading all of their names, Brand, Andy, <laughs> and Chunk, like, <laughs> and
3: featuring Chunk. You'll all love Data and his wacky gadgets.
0: I love it when they're, they're like, I like the idea of somebody sitting at home. This trailer comes on the TV and they're like, I don't know about this Goonies thing. Let's see if this man can convince me. <laughs> I'm Chrissy Lenz, uh, Director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater And uh, with me as always is filmmaker Nathan Blackwell
3: Hey everyone, thanks for coming
0: And with us as usually, although not in a little bit Is author Craig Michael Curtis It's so good to have you back, Craig It
2: is great to be back, thank you for having me again Yes. frequent guest
3: and friend of the podcast.
0: Indeed. And, uh, well, yes, it's good that you are here because this is a big one. This is a... This
3: is one of the ones we have to kind of space out. It's like, we can't do all the the... the- the most requested movies up front. We've got to space them out. The heavy hitters. Yes. Just in case this podcast goes more than a year. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like
0: three years already. So (laughs) I think we're okay. Um, Yeah. Goonies. It's, it's probably one of the most enduring eighties movies. Certainly. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to assume we all watched the heck out of this movie as mm-hmm. as kids growing up. It was, you know, on TV all the time, basically. Um,
2: yeah, you watched it ad nauseum over and over again till you could memorize half the movie and recite mm-hmm. all the lines.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, which I definitely can and still do. But. Um, <laughs> But it's but I but everybody has. It's not just people who like '80s movies because this movie. I'm just going to say it right up at the top holds up so well. Ev- it's
3: surprisingly you- so. Like you know, I, it's been it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I don't know. Oh, is that for right? What reason or whatever? Like it's been over 15 years since I've seen it.
0: That's that's and- madness. I literally see this movie still like several times a year.
3: Wow. <laughs> and so but I, I had 100% seen it and like absorbed it into my DNA when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um and just for whatever reason just hadn't come back to to it. Um and so it was surprising how much I remembered, how much was just programmed into me. Mm-hmm. You ever have that experience to where it's like sound effects are just in your DNA? Oh, yes. Like you just remember the, you know, the sounds that, that, that just like the sound effects of, of uh, not only music, but just all, all the different, uh, you know, it's like even dialogue feels like sound effects in this movie. Yeah. Cause the kids are constantly talking over each other. Like it's a Robert Altman movie. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it surprisingly holds up. Even though with that distance of time, I was able to acknowledge how much a, of this movie is a bit funky. You know, a bit funky. Yeah. In what way? Oh, for sure. I mean, there. Well, there's so much. It, it, like. You have to. It's, any kind of movie um, asks that you have a suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. but this one is like you have to really like commit to a suspension yeah. of disbelief, like one hundred and twenty five percent. You know, for for a lot of this to work for you, you, um, you
0: mean like in terms of like the the booby traps, and the booby
3: traps which... and. Um, the on the verge of a home alone kind of like adults versus kids kind of you know um relationship or whatever Yeah, and, and and this is written by Chris Columbus who did home alone and you get kind of a bit of a sample of of that of of the kids pranking the adults and the adults who were like viciously violent in the beginning of the movie and and terrifying and then suddenly like having like slapstick like, stick. how about slapstick balls. cartoon sound effects how about yeah. the fact that the movie opens with a perceived
2: uh suicide, suicide in prison <laughs> this yeah. like, was this was a kid's movie right i remember this being a kid's movie but <laughs>
3: uh, it
0: is, yes. Well, yes 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 well,
3: yes roger ebert put it really well that you know, during this time, like Spielberg kind of had the lock on this secret formula. Back then, you know, it's like when we think of movies that are, are great for kids and adults, we think of Pixar, you know, like heartwarming. But like they Spielberg kinda of had the lock on these kind of movies that were more in the PG thirteen realm of great for kids and adults because they were actually a little dangerous. Yeah. Not so dangerous that they were inappropriate for kids like they were they it was just dangerous and exciting enough that you know like the kids were saying shit all the time there were at least
0: nine shits like i was counting them and there is that many and i i remember so we we showed this movie um with the the city of mesa and the downtown mesa association as part of the um movie series of like outside summer movies last year mm-hmm. or no two years ago a million years ago when people could do things and there were complaints because of all, of the language <laughs> of all the swearing of, yeah because there were the complaints
3: swearing. of all the shit
0: yeah know. exactly and it's like look don't don't get on my back talk to the talk to the 1980s it's not my <laughs> fault like
3: right uh-huh and, and there and things and also like you know just the degree of I think horror uh, that there uh, that there was in 80s movies, you know, was was a lot greater um, right. than 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 today, for sure. And that was, I think, kind of uh, a thing with like these Spielberg movies to where there there is a, some some moments, some scenes that that. You know, teeter on actual horror, like when
0: chunk, like when trunk is trapped with a dead body, like he's trapped with a dead body in, in, um, a, meat in a cabinet. Yeah, and uh, so I'm watching it with uh, my 15 year old, and she's like, "That's traumatizing. That's trauma. Like that <laughs> chunk is going to grow up to be a murderer or something, and and he can track it back to this trauma."
2: It's yeah. played for a comedy beat, though, and I think that's like that and like gremlins and a couple of others it's like starter oh, yeah. it's like starter horror for kids like this is to
3: introduce you to the horror genre when it is yeah and it horror. works
0: and i'm into and, it
3: and it's interesting because like even like even like poltergeist which is like a, a straight up quote horror film it can't go all the way to horror it still has that sort of like spielberg touch to it you know right. that spielberg syrup You know, in a good way, but also in a way that is, like, you know, keeps it from being an actual, like, horror film, you know? Right,
0: right, right, right. And so, like, in the evaluation of the movie, you know, those are all things that I would, like, count as a ding, right? Like, oh, ding, you know, I'm going to take off a point. Um. For that, I'm going to take off a point for the uh, suicide at the beginning. I'm going to take off a point for <laughs> right. um,
1: uh-huh.
0: how how violent uh, and murdery these people are at the beginning. um And then, but then I, I, you know, I also found myself adding a lot of those points back in. It's like, okay, you get yeah, back. It's to a suicide weird point. This, this,
3: yeah, exactly. It's a weird balancing act that this movie does of tone mm-hmm. that shifts all the time yeah. and. Surprisingly, works.
0: It does, and you know, I think if you are asking me what you want in a kids' movie, uh, that will that will have that magic and stand the the test of time, which this movie absolutely has. Um, like those are the things you want. You want it to have heart. You want it to have danger. You want it to have adventure, and and Rube Goldberg machines, and all of those. <laughs> All of those things, and this and this movie has them, um, has them all, and has them in very good balance, I think. And the part that I, I always sort of skip over in my brain is the plot. Is the plot of what's happening because it it's literally the least important thing in the whole world of why <laughs> why are they um, uh, trying to find this treasure?
3: Such a classic. 80s trope of the, you know, the developers are going to destroy our wonderful little pocket of this world, our little neighborhood, unless we come up with something. We hatch a plan to stop the developers tomorrow yeah. right. From making a golf course on this highly mountainous neighborhood. <laughs> right. <exactly. laughs> um,
0: and of course, like everybody is going to be, so all the friends are going to be scattered to the winds uh, and mm-hmm. They'll lose their little sense of community that they have here. So that's where the movie starts is the mom is getting ready to move, apparently at a moment's
3: notice. Right. But she would like the house to be clean when they tear it down.
0: Yes. Which I, 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 I feel seen by that. Yes. I I'm with her. Um, so she is hired. Uh, a rosalita. rosalita a spanish-speaking uh, helper to p- pack things up and um you know i guess they're gonna move tomorrow so they've got like 24 hours <laughs> while the parents are at work to um somehow save the goon docks now where did you see right. docks were there docks i was unclear on that
2: I was barely seeing coastline, much less docks. (laughs) I think Um, it was meant to be like the boondocks, where it's the outskirts of town, where it's far away from everything. Okay. I I don't think it was officially supposed to be docks. It was just supposed to be uh, a play on the boondocks, which is a, a term for having a remote region that's kind of far away from everything. But they call it the goondocks anyway.
0: Okay. So I did Google what is a goonie because I don't know. It's very unclear what a goonie is, and they make reference to the goonie oath in the trailer, um, but that scene was cut from the movie. Uh, so, what is your what is your take on what is a goonie? There,
2: there are words they never say, or there's one word they never say,
0: it's,
3: and it's
1: not <laughs> shit because goonies never that. say shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's,
3: it's, you know, it's like any, any grouping of kids, they kind of like, they've created a club, you know, like okay. an association because they all feel like outsiders. Right. And so they've named it the Goondocks, their areas, and they call themselves Goonies. Right. You know, yeah. It's, I don't know. It, I don't know either. Um, it doesn't it, matter. Look,
0: it doesn't matter. I, I, <laughs> None of it but matters. My, my, my
3: guess is that it connects more to that feeling that you've got as a kid of needing some sort of connection needing some sort of of tribe yes. you know yes and so the, yeah I, I think yeah I think
0: So we meet we meet the gang and of course Mikey Sean Austin is is the heart. He is the person who wants more than anything to save uh, to save the the goonies and and uh, solve this problem uh, his older mm-hmm. brother Thanos. Thanos um, and Samwise, just, <laughs> yes, together at last. Um, uh, uh, who is supposed to be like babysitting them, I guess. Uh, and then Mouth, who is Corey Feldman, um, who is just an annoying little shit. Who is, I guess, he provides the spark. Like his role yeah. is to be the troublemaker. Uh, mm-hmm. In this little team, uh, in fact, he tells Rosalita he he tells Mikey's mom that he can translate uh, what she's saying to Rosalita and help give her, her the instructions for cleaning the house. Um, and he basically takes the opportunity to just like mess with uh, her. This is where we her, keep the sex like, dungeon, to...
3: and and <laughs> yeah, he was surprisingly specific mm-hmm. and very yes. quick on those.
0: Yes. <laughs> And Rosalita was surprisingly okay was like, with most of it. I mean, she did sort of cluck, cluck a bit and, and say, oh, you know. Oh, no. yeah." And But Wait, she's what, like, was, oh, okay. I mean.
3: Was this before or after the scene where multiple children had oh, a yeah, yeah, penis?
0: <laughs> it was during. It's all happening during, at the oh, same time. Again, kids okay. film. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> well, and it's like, okay, so the dad works at the museum, which is why uh the, the which is the explainer for why they have all this um stuff in the house historical
3: um, memorabilia in the attic right
0: uh oh but there's also data who is um a, an inventor and a gadgeteer mm-hmm. yes indeed and um and who am i missing but, oh and chunk who yeah. who is uh the outcast of the outcasts and uh, yeah, only the, the
3: chubby one he's yeah. the uh yeah Yep. He's he's also the the runner up in terms of like <laughs> if mouth ever left to fill it would be chunk to fill the yeah he he's also just nonstop in terms of talking.
0: And lying. Like he's into lying, and that's mm-hmm. what all the adults in the community know about him is that is yes. that chunk makes up. Tall stories. tales, yes. tall tales. <laughs> um so of course they, they go up into the attic and they find uh, a map mm-hmm. to a treasure that everyone in the community knows about. It's sort of like like locally in Arizona, we have the Lost Dutchman Mine,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is like that's what I would compare it to. It's like this this local legend that everyone knows about. It's based in historical fact or whatever of like a treasure that's, you know, lost.
3: Yeah, everyone's trying to find... One-eyed willy is gone. And as
2: as uh, b- before, we go on the 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 as as crude and as um, colorful the language as the kids use, and as knowing as at least mouth is about uh, uh, such things. No one makes any reference about the double entendre of one-eyed Willy.
0: <laughs> no, no, everybody just looks that right in the face, and it's like, what? You just say something? Are you gonna be the one who says something about it? Uh, you're the then you're the one with the dirty mind, friend. Um, yes, I love it. And uh, so they decide they're gonna. That's what they're gonna do. with Their last day as as buds is go try and find this treasure. And it's like, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds like a fun activity. I feel like the parents would sign off. You know, um, but to do that, they have to um, trick Brand. They're the older brother, and what they do is like he's playing around with this piece of exercise equipment, which fascinated my children. It's basically just springs with handles
2: on both ends,
0: with handles on both ends. And your goal is to pull the springs apart, and that's how you get muscles,
2: so you get cut. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's my understanding. So they just like, uh, oh Brand, how hard how far apart can you pull that and then they wrap him up in it, to which uh my 10-year-old son just looked right at me and deadpan said, "Should have gone for the head." And I'm like, "Ooh. Ooh, creepy." Um so they escape. Uh Brand has to chase them on a like toddler bike. Uh, and, and we're off the adventure. adventure. he steals
2: on... the toddler bike from a little girl, by the way, he
0: mm-hmm. does. And then he gets sort of like, he bumps into the villain, uh, who is,
3: um, the, it's like right out of like Caddyshack or revenge of the nerds or something. It's like you nerds out of the way. I'm getting in my car.
0: Yeah. And uh, the first thing I'm going to do is, uh, uh, Sort of sexually harass the female lead who Brant is in love with. Like,
3: yeah, you wait. Yeah, he, and it. he's also the son of the developer who wants to tear down the neighborhood. Of
2: what? No way! What a coincidence!
3: <laughs> nerds, <laughs>
0: nerds, you goonies! <laughs> so,
3: the- oh my god! So there's a deleted scene. So the one of the most you know ridiculous moments. Is um, later in the movie where he yells at Andy, the, the, the girl, you goonie. Yeah. And so in one of the deleted scenes, like that, that's like done like four times, like the, the acknowledgement of that they're goonies and that's a terrible thing. Like where he's just, he's like, they're in a convenience store and he's just bullying all the kids. It's like, take this, you goonie. Oh, you goonies. Goody, goonies. So it was a potato. Right? It's just really selling it.
0: The cop refers to them as goonies at some point, doesn't he?
3: huh Does he?
0: Doesn't doesn't he? <laughs> I think so. I wouldn't be surprised. Um so before we get into like the the treasure spelunking, the kids have a run-in with the fratellis who are a who are murderers. Yes. Right. 100% these are killers. <laughs>
2: This is not the wet bandits where, oh, they're mean, but they're not, like, evil evil. Uh, no, these guys are, like, yeah, cold-blooded killers slash counterfeiters.
3: Mm-hmm. Robert Davi and Joe Pantalo... Pantalo... Pantel- Joey Pants. Joey Pants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so they their operation is in this seasonal restaurant. And the kids are like, well, obviously, the adventure starts at the seasonal restaurant,
3: Yeah, as <laughs> all and, and adventures I, do. And the kids go in, and these gangsters are the worst at improv.
0: <laughs> they really are. They should take a They class. really, I can they, they tip,
3: yeah, they tip their hand so hard, you know, in terms of the gangster thing. it The explanation would have been so easy. It's like, uh, yeah, this is a... This is a summer place, and it's the winter, but we're actually doing, like, renovation. So, kids, can you... We're not open. Instead, it's like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, uh, the whole place looked like it was trashed. It you know? It doesn't or, look
0: like a summer abandoned. place or a winter place. It looks like a haunted place. An abandoned place.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and 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 super obvious. And what they should have done is, instead, what they did is... You know, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, of course, it's a real restaurant. What do you want? Uh, What should we? uh, No, we'll get you water. You would just want water, okay? Great, go get some waters. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, kid, we're not open. Yeah, we're not going to be open for a month.
0: Just, just scoot. So again,
3: a knock against realism in the Goonies. (laughs)
0: Indeed, indeed. I'm
3: also going to point out historical inaccuracies about pirates later in the in the podcast. Please
0: do, because I was really curious as to whether, as to how many pirates. made their way to Oregon. Um,
3: Speaking of
2: historical inaccuracies, uh, just for this particular thing, when we're talking about the restaurant, um, before they go to the restaurant, they find this as a marker. They have a little Mm -hmm. doubloon with like three eye skull things in it. And they do Mm -hmm. like Rise of Skywalker style um, hold it up at just happened to be at just the right angle, holding it up. Oh, this is the place because I can see the lighthouse over here and the restaurant over here and the rock over here. Cause this is the right place. And this doubloon is like from 1632, I think. And even if the lighthouse was built in 1630s, uh, in Oregon, uh, the restaurant has been around for 350 <laughs> years. So that's, that's why it's Irish- so
0: haunted. <laughs> That's that's why it's so popular. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I've, that always has stuck with me as like I don't get it. Why, why would the pirates make a coin and be like, you know. <laughs> Out- you want the
3: real answer? They were unemployed, and they had a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> they did. And I'm glad that they did something creative.
0: Me too. That's <laughs> See, there's a big overlap between pirates and crafters. I wh- think. Which I feel really <laughs> like they would have, you know, modern-day pirates all have cricket machines, and they are... Um, You know, call themselves makers now, but they are into the arts. They are into. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I
3: I bet there were a lot lot of dismissive pirates back then, too, who were critical of all these booby traps and all these maps, which are delightful.
0: (laughs) They are delightful. And it made me think of and I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Raiders, um, but there is a brilliant robot chicken sketch. Where there, it's the guy (laughs) who designed the, you know, the, the, it's not the Temple of Doom, but the temple from the beginning of Raiders. And he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. now what do you think happens here? Darts, darts come out and we're going to make them look like they're angry faces. And the guy's just like, that sounds expensive. he's like, but it's going to be so worth it once you see it all (laughs) go together. (laughs) And I want, I want that for Goonies. I want there to be like one pirate who like, is just like, it's like One Eyed Willie's cousin two-eyed Jeff who's like <laughs> can I okay I just I just want to pitch you an idea Willie all right we build a piano out of bones now I know it's going to take a long time to get the bones boil the bones <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: dry the bones and tune here. the bone piano as well tune
0: the bones who here and is like- a
2: piano tuner before you became a pirate show of hands all right oh, well, we, we killed got- that guy last yeah <laughs>
0: I'm like, look, it's going to be really, really hard to set it all up because what we need is for the floor to fall out if you push the wrong piano key. And look, it's a very complex, but I'm telling you, it is going to be worth it. It's something that people are going to really remember if they try to steal your gold. (laughs) People will talk. They'll tell stories about it. They're going to love it. Unless Um, they know
2: how to basically play a piano because all you have to do is play the notes correctly and, but, or,
0: or unless they walk around the edge of the room, which is what the Fratellis do. <laughs> they, they walk around the, the three-foot ledge. Well, yeah,
2: after the floor goes out, you need to like, yeah, I just need to get to the thing. So just, yeah, we'll we'll have a little secondary route. No one's going to see that ledge. So we'll, and that'll be
3: for us to it's use. So, it's so dimly lit. It really, you know... It's yeah no one's gonna see it,
0: but it's a that's very uh Indiana Jones as well though it's like you know the the goonies go through and they they take the time to like solve all the mysteries and uh-huh. you know uh, unravel all the traps and then the people who just stroll in behind them, you know, are like, oh yeah, well thanks, mm-hmm. you know someone mm-hmm. had to go first well,
3: it, it it's it's again the kind of Spielberg logic. and so this movie is not directed by Steven Spielberg. But it's a Spielberg kind of produced and created project. You can definitely see his it, hat it very in much this. has his DNA. Yeah. Yes, and the style, um, which is, you know, if it works, if the audience is with it, then logic takes a way backseat. So you know? so
0: far in the backseat, like, and I don't, I don't even want it in the car with me, frankly. Like, I, <laughs> I'm on board. Like, logic is know? locked
2: in the trunk.
3: Yeah, I mean the whole the whole idea that that. Thousands of snakes would be able to live in that that um Egyptian tomb is preposterous, but it's also fucking awesome. Yes,
0: yes, it is, <laughs> and that's the point. You get to, it, you know, there's a concept in in improv that we talk about, which is like if you earn the weird, then, it, then you it get just goes. the weird. Yeah. You, if you it's earn it with awesomeness, you get a <laughs> pass. And just, that just just let it
3: happen. Yeah, just let it happen. Just
0: let it happen. And there are plenty, <laughs> plenty of of movies and and things where they don't earn it. And I'm just like, no, explain this to me or get the f out of here. But not, mm-hmm. but not this one. And you know, Steven Spielberg has that power to just be like, uh, watch, watch what I can do. Um, and you know, he and he does it best. So. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're in the tunnels. There's this weird moment where, of course, like, modernization has happened in these tunnels and tombs. Um, There's a bunch of pipes. And (laughs) the scene I always forget is when the kids, like, bang on the pipes. Because at this point, they're trying to escape. Right. And get out of the tunnels. Everyone wants out except Mikey. Um, Like, they were all on board Mm -hmm. to start the adventure. But, you know, once
3: the shit got too real, it did. And, but but he's still like, no, this is our chance to save the neighborhood, mm-hmm. save the goondocks to to save our connection to each other. Because in a lot of ways, this movie is about, you know, that end of innocence of like all your childhood friends moving away.
0: Yeah. Um, so everyone's trying to escape. They push on all the pipes and thinking that people will be able to hear them and will rescue them, but what happens instead is they shoot the bad guy off a toilet <laughs> into the sky. <laughs> um, and they sort of have to continue. Uh, they f- they find the the wishing well. Uh, mm-hmm. they end up in a wishing well where the guy who just got shot off a toilet has recovered apparently <laughs> and <laughs> Logic. went to hang. Yeah, hang right. out with these friends by the wishing well and um that's one of my favorite parts is when they're like oh this must be the treasure this is the rich stuff it's it's all these coins from the wishing well they're
2: really jazzed about pennies
3: and quarters i tell you yes well well first they think they found the pirate gold right you know and i and i think it was a really cool idea you know and it kind of sets us up for our expectations of seeing this room just filled with coins everywhere and then they realize oh it's pennies and nickels it's
0: it's the bottom of a wishing well and uh we get my favorite possibly line of the movie where where he's like we can't take you know mikey's like we can't take these these are people's wishes these are people's dreams and uh mouth is of course well this one was mine this was my dream and it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. And I'm like, Oh my God. you like, talk about loss of innocence. It's like, it Oh my like his God. It's
3: Os- Oscar speech.
0: It is. You know? And that's such, that's just, I went to such...
3: Bet that, that was his demo reel for like five years.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, you know, that moment is so heartbreaking. Um, And then of course, Mikey uses that to convince everyone. Like, Let's keep going. You know, Chester Copperpot didn't make it this to the wishing well. We should keep going. <laughs> and they do. They decide to even the oh, girl.
2: Chester Copperpot, by the way, is a uh, an adventurer from like 30 years ago who disappeared looking for the treasure. And they find his skeleton like further up the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also find apparently... Mikey finds a Lou Gehrig baseball card, and is oh Lou Gehrig, and then like th- like throw this shit oh, away. That's only worth thirty thousand dollars. I'll get rid of that. That, that was the
0: treasure. That, that was the treasure.
2: They ended At the, the movie end, then, and rather there. than <laughs> the the spoiler alert. The, the the marble bag full of gems. It should have been oh yeah, but I got this Lou Gehrig baseball card. Well, that's worth five hundred thousand dollars right there. That'll pay for the entire town.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. just stick that in your
3: pocket. <laughs> that right. that will pay for. Half of the homes. Ooh, uh, this just got awkward. Uh, sorry, sorry, chunk. God sorry, days. mouth. Chunk of data. You're on the cut list. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's see. Right. Who fucked up during the adventure? Let's see. <laughs> who,
0: who kept saying to go back? Right. <laughs> here you go, mouth. Here's your dream. Here's your wish. This is what you said you wanted. Now get uh-huh. out of here.
2: Enjoy uh, your quarters.
0: Yes. So, the further they go, the more Rube Goldbergian the traps um, sort of become. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, And historically inaccurate.
0: (laughs) Tell me more, Nathan. How are are they inaccurate? (laughs) Right.
3: Um, I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, And, you know, they're being... Okay. So, meanwhile... While this is all happening, Chunk has been left behind, stuck in a freezer with a dead body, and um, <laughs> has, is being questioned by the Fratellis under threat of having his hand chopped up in a blender. Like, Yeah, you know, that was
2: freaky. That was sort of nightmare fuel y for me when I was like, oh, yeah. Because oh, it was absolutely. real. That- you could imagine that. Like, your little hand. And a blender with those blades. Rah, and they, they demonstrate yeah. like putting fruit in the blender and seeing it chopped up. Just so yeah. you know, this is your hand here in a couple of seconds. So, yeah, that freaked me out. Even more mm. than um, Chunk's new best friend shortly after that freaked me out. The the blender thing as a kid really like, oh, I was cl- I was tucking my little fists under my armpit.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: poor Greg was traumatized. I was. Um, more traumatized, than and mouth, look what happened because mouth is still, or not mouth, uh, chunk is still focused on on food and eating because that's his character trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it, you know, that he just even when they're threatening to blend him up and he's trapped with a dead body, he's like, "Okay, yeah, I'm trapped with a dead body, but is there ice cream in here? Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we talking about snack wise?" Um, Rocky so they, Road. He tells them about. The treasure and that that confused me because I think in my mind I thought that Fratelli's knew about
2: the treasure. Yeah, like they were looking for it too, and they just couldn't find the, the entrance. Or yeah, thing. But no, they weren't. They didn't even know about it at all.
0: They had no idea. Uh They just happened to choose that ancient.
3: They were doing pirate restaurant. Apparently.
0: Yeah, which is fine. Um But it's, yeah, so then why were they at that you know historical pirate times restaurant? They just chose it.
3: It, it was just coincidence. It was out of the way, probably shut down, and they were using that as their base of operation. Okay. So it wasn't a recent thing. Because they've set up this whole counterfeiting thing. Right. You know? Assuming that they set it up, maybe they knew someone who set it up and they killed them or whatever, but it basically was their base of operations. I think their ancestors might have built that restaurant, like, in the 1630s.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were pirate ancestors, yes. they has been in the
3: family for hundreds <laughs> of years.
0: So, Chunk tells them uh, the story about, about the treasure, and they're like, okay, well, you know, like, let's check it out. They leave Chunk behind with the third brother, who sloth, who is a, I mean, I don't know how would you
3: hideously deformed,
0: yeah, which we later learn is the mom's
3: fault, potentially, yeah, potentially dropping her baby multiple times. You know, it's possible that he had some birth defects when he was born. Which made him more droppable. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but, uh, yeah. Just slides through the arms.
0: And they just, like, you know, sort of neglect him. Like, they keep him around, but they sort of neglect him. Well, and, they chain like, him
2: up, neglect him. That's, yeah. Like, not like they forgot about him. It's that, no, we're going to chain him up and we're going to stick him in front of a TV and we'll just throw food at him. And like,
0: uh, And they do say, I hope he hasn't broken his chains because I don't want to go back to the zoo and get new ones. <laughs>
2: do they have <laughs> chains at the zoo i've never seen a chain oh, no. What at are the they zoo? Chaining up i've never the seen zoo. a chain
3: in the zoo
0: uh and you would know right nathan
3: <laughs> yeah i used to work at a zoo mm-hmm. yeah i don't remember but then again i wasn't that behind the scenes in terms of uh
0: animal chaining
3: animal chaining right oh. but, uh, i have to be honest i didn't see a, a lot of animals in chains
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um. So sloth and so the Fertellis are behind them, and then the sloth and chunk are behind them. Of course, chunk tries to tell the authorities, um, but his story is so fantastical, and he is such a known liar. And adults, you know, don't don't listen to, care about, or believe children uh, in the eighties, or you know, ever. Um. So they're all on their own and off off everyone goes so now there's like a trail of people coming through the uh the the treasure zone and of course treasure zone. <laughs> <laughs> um so they find they finally get through all the traps and they find the pirate ship in this giant giant cavern which like you, there's 18 different entrances. You're telling me no one else <laughs> found a, any of the entrances? Like it's it's literally a, it, it it's is a, cave. it is
2: a cave huge enough to hold a pirate galleon
3: mm-hmm. with it, it all the, the sails all the way yeah. up
0: and and plenty of room just for for other activities at the same time. Yeah. Like
3: there's, yeah, there's, that's, how it, that's how it's advertised. <laughs> It's so a spacious square footage uh, for other activities, forgetting. for your entire galleon they had and other activities. And, and they have a booby
2: trap. The last booby trap that gets sprung is um, something that starts bringing the cave down, but it opens up a hole big enough for the ship to get out. And I think mm-hmm. the whole point was that they were trapped in there. So they were guarding the treasure with the booby traps, but let's make one where we could escape if we sprung this booby trap. <laughs> that
3: must have been the last one. Yeah, that must have been the last one. And at that point, he was just too sad.
0: But I will <laughs> too tell too you sad. what. I will tell you what. I love the idea. Uh, uh, first of all, of pirates being like top-notch crafters, but also mm-hmm. of them just like committing themselves to dying mid-activity, like. <laughs> pirates are really into like no I'm going to die doing what I love sitting at the table I want my skeleton
3: to be pointing to Bob right here well that's the thing (laughs) so wasn't one eyed Willie didn't he like kill everyone to protect his treasure that's what the
2: story said
3: yeah and then who knows if that and then he just just sat down because uh, apparently like one guy got out and then made the doubloon and the map And he could have put his own spin on things. Come on, fake news.
0: (laughs) And then, like, Willie is like, okay, well, my job is done. The treasure is safe. I now will sit down to die.
2: Mm -hmm. I looked this way in case some kid is ever standing next to the table.
3: Do you think he killed all the other pirates as they were doing normal activities? (laughs) And he was just very quick about it? Like, did he poison them? Or did he, like place them afterwards in like he Norfolk. killed them and they popped up their bodies so that they're no right. that's then-
0: even more that's even more sinister and macabre it is. And like, but probably more these, realistic these dead
2: bodies just he props them up and oh we're having a tea party and basically his last months he was just he probably doing killed a tea them party with a bunch of dead guys that he had propped up at the
3: table
0: <laughs> no it's part of the pirate code right
3: smothered them one by one you commit you're like
0: look i commit myself them it's a pirate's life (laughs) for me i want to die so that my skeleton
2: is holding a coin aloft (laughs) like he's examining it now that
3: is historically accurate
0: (laughs) (laughs) like you you agree to be killed by your captain and and the post (laughs) whatever Mm -hmm. tableau um you know fits the the treasure map um, there
3: were a lot of pirate uh, rules or guidelines, uh, and that was one of them. That's true. That's true. So that's true. the
0: kids all find the treasure. The Fratellis also find the treasure.
2: Oh, the oh, bo- oh. The, the One thing I want to point out as well, the kids never call it treasure. They call it, like, rich stuff. Like rich they, stuff. Like they forgot the word. So they yeah. just call it, <laughs> throughout the entire movie, oh, and he, he buried it with a whole bunch of rich stuff. And then at the end of the movie um, and, and Mikey's like, yeah, he, you know, he got the rich stuff and I, we lost all the rich. They constantly called it rich stuff, which I was like,
3: <laughs> what is this? Some crazy, like Oregon slang, <laughs> like soda pop versus like, they didn't
2: say gold. They didn't say jewels. They didn't say a uh, booty like A pirate thing, or and they didn't say treasures, like they couldn't think of the, the word that they could use, so they just call it you know the rich stuff, the rich stuff,
0: yeah, as, as if that word were perhaps copywritten or something. And they <laughs> and
2: they
0: didn't say it, like we all know what we're talking yeah. about. Damn you, Robert
2: Louis Stevenson and your rich stuff island. <laughs>
0: it was like saying the big game instead of uh, instead of Super Bowl or yeah. whatever, um,
2: mm-hmm. or awards and... night instead of the Oscars,
0: yes. Oh, uh, one-eyed Willie! Copy wrote, wrote, and trademarked the term treasure, and so no well, one—that's how
3: he got all that money, man. <laughs> yeah, all that rich stuff. He
0: got it legally through pir- <laughs>
3: through copyright <laughs> law, copyright piracy.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> so,
2: and now you know the rest of the story.
0: Uh, sloth, <laughs> sloth, and chunk have also caught up to to <laughs> everyone, and, and Ch- sloth chooses right.
3: the prequel comic book to the Goonies is all about copyright law. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: <laughs> so they the kids all escape their parents are, are all on the beach like waiting for them and of course there's like the moment of reunion where I'm like so they've been gone like an afternoon. Like were they even gone overnight? They gone overnight. Okay. They've
3: gone overnight. Yeah, because uh, you know, you goody. That was at night for sure. Yeah, they they basically went. It was like the the night was going. They had one night to save the Goondocks, mm-hmm. um, but they
2: hadn't started
3: packing yet. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. no. And the dad and they were both, yeah, all apparently the were last both, holdout yeah. was the last apparently still hadn't signed the the uh, the lease over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the moment they're getting ready to demolish.
0: So the, the other prequel comic is about real estate law.
3: And <laughs> right. Um,
0: <laughs> so they're all telling their story, like they're very excited, like, oh my god, and there's you know, there's an octopus and there's this and there's that and for Tellies and everybody, and they're all like And the octopus was in the
2: deleted. I scene, was gonna like, to say, was that- I was like, he says that it wasn't like he was making it up. He says that so earnestly, and I'm thinking uh-huh. octopus was that like what a was the piano a, an octopus and i didn't notice
3: it what a liar yeah. he wasn't mm-hmm. a- yeah no there was an octopus in in the deleted scene okay yes. well there
0: there was that was like the end of the movie the alternate ending of the movie it's very available like you can find it it's on it's on some versions of the dvd but it's also just like a google away um and so but, 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 but the bad guy is still there he's like yeah 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 you're children were just rescued whatever sign this paper we're still evil um (laughs)
3: well okay
0: and the dad who is such a charming dork like the dad is such a like a cute little charming dork is like hey Mm -hmm. as long as i've got you and brand i'm the richest person in astoria that's the real rich stuff that's the treasure was the friends we made along the way and the and the other dad is like, actually, I'm the richest person in Astoria. Sign this paper. Um, but luckily, in a in a plot twist that has always confused me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mikey put some jewels in his pocket
2: in a marble bag.
0: In a marble bag, and so. They don't, yeah. so they save the goondocks. The
2: fratelli saw this bag and said, "Oh, it says marble bag, so there couldn't possibly be treasure in there." <laughs> Empty your pocket! spit out that th- those jewel. like like uh, mouth literally has like a string of pearls and a bunch of jewels inside of his mouth that they make him spit out one by one, and like mm-hmm. they're like pull in the girl's hair to pull out all the jewels in their hair, but they said like, "Oh, here's a bag full of of oh there's oh no it says marble, so you can have that back kid." <laughs>
0: yeah no Mm
2: -hmm. we uh, look but it's marbles on there so there's marbles marbles in there
0: um and then but it's like okay couldn't they also just be like over there that's where we just it's it's over there like let's take a short
2: (laughs) walk but no see the ship escaped and there is no ship in the 20th century that can outrun a pirate galleon damn it with all those sails it's so fast shoot it from the air shoot it down
0: nope it's just gonna be gone forever and the only thing that survived is the rich stuff that mikey put in his marble bag and that Lou um, baseball mm-hmm. card yes
3: which <laughs> right and to be honest like just because they found it doesn't mean that it's theirs. No,
0: it's definitely not theirs. But I
3: think- you, I mean I Googled in terms of salvage like salvage law finding salvage treasure. Like That's the other people salvage that law. That treasure is theirs. <laughs> right. That's there's so that's much. the animated Netflix cartoon.
0: <laughs> that's what the Cindy Lauper song
2: should have been about. It's like
3: uh, about salvage law. And
2: copyright law and
3: yes. real estate um, law.
0: yeah they don't get to keep it like it belongs to the state of oregon you know
3: yeah and the united states
0: and they're (laughs) they're definitely gonna like put it all in a museum but i don't think steven spielberg like knows about that i think he thinks that like (laughs) finders keepers is like the law of the land Mm -hmm. (laughs)
3: because
0: that's indiana jones's whole thing too it's like i found it it's mine now i'm gonna sell it to a museum like
3: Mm-hmm. What it's like? It belongs in a museum, and technically, I've got a I've museum. I've got a museum, <laughs> and
0: they pay me to find stuff for them. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, anyway, the day is saved. All all is well, uh, and that is the Goonies. So um, airtight, like air. Absolutely. <laughs> so on a, a scale of one marble bag, uh. To ten marbles. How beds. many
3: one-eyed willies? How many
0: willies? Uh. <laughs> do you give it? I'm a curious. I'm really curious to know.
3: Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for sure. Um, the number that jumps out in my head is eight. Okay. Which and is so I feel what like. Did you got. ding it off for? Um, it's just you know, I guess historical inaccuracies. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's nathan you're such a stickler he is he really is (laughs) it it just it just feels like an eight to me to where there's a lot of solid love and then there's a lot of like okay that's ridiculous but i still like it Mm -hmm. you know um just that you know everyone is talking over everyone and suddenly you have this very john williams-esque uh, it, it takes a sharp left turn and there's like these John Williams-esque, you know, music moments where everyone is suddenly eloquent, mm-hmm. Before, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then that's people are playing the the skeleton piano. Mm-hmm. And then the next scene, they're just like forgetting all that and just walking on the side of the room. And yeah, <laughs> I
2: think one of the things is everyone, all the kids seem to have their own little character arc. But yeah. um, they all get like like in the writing process or in the, the production process, it's like, OK, your character arc is reduced to a single monologue. OK, so Mouth, you get to say the well thing and you, you, this is my dream and it didn't come true. That's the extent of your character arc. There's no growth beyond that or before that. It's just that one well, line. Wait, and basically wait. everyone, like um, Data, mouth, it's like everyone mouth makes has- fun of me for these these inventions I have. And then that's it. No one's ever made fun of him for his inventions, but he says it that one time and then moves on. Everyone gets just the one line of dialogue uh, that describes their character arc and then you no know, back to the adventure. We need to move the plot forward.
0: Okay. I'm gonna disagree just slightly with you, Craig, because there is also, we can't forget, in the 80s, kids' movies had to have romance. There had to be some like element of the kids like having some sort of romantic something mm-hmm. so like of course thanos is like hot for the redhead it's more the uh, opposite
2: yeah. she's into him and he's kind of like sort of into her but like she's like constantly if she's not screaming uh you're talking oh, about yeah. andy then then no, is constantly trying to lure him into the back of the cave so they can make out like she, oh yeah yeah she's more into him than he is i mean he's into her but she's way into him like even yeah. like this is a great opportunity for me to make out for with with brand.
0: Yes, forget the mortal peril that we're in. Exactly. I'm going to take this opportunity to <laughs> uh, get it on. Um, and of co- so, of course, and, she ends up smooching smooching Mikey. Um, which and but weird. her her very um, you know um, logical and down to earth friend Martha Plimpton is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> has this like will they or won't they moonlighting vibe with with mouth like they have a real back and forth that is that is odd and then at the end they have the, like a, a moment together where uh like he, she she says you're actually not that bad uh when your mouth doesn't ruin it or something like that and he says well yeah you're not that bad when your face doesn't ruin it <laughs> right he doesn't look like that to her. so there's like a weird yeah. romance under yeah pinning so so mouth does grow as a person
3: it, yeah it's it. it's interesting because they look like they're five years apart yeah you know? she's it looks she's, like, she's she's like she's tall and he's a baby she's like 16 but and he's only, 12 so it's like it's only a few years yeah but it's enough where yeah well, he's in he's no they're in like they're like a they're only like twelve months apart yeah. in terms of actual yeah, age. Right. But she she got puberty and he hadn't mm-hmm. yet, Yeah. You he know? Had not
0: yet been issued is his, his uh, Oregon <laughs> State puberty. Um, <laughs> right. Um so yes. Yeah. So but yeah, I like I I hear you in terms of like, yeah, my character thing is this. Like my I you know, like chunk, my character thing is I'm always hungry. That's what it is, and I'm never gonna stop doing it. That's the thing I signed up for, uh, and that's that. So, so how does that affect your rating, Craig?
2: Well, as you know, my rating is is based on like multiple criteria. That of course, Mm -hmm. um, good. Explain them all. Well, like three three main things: is it a good movie? Is Mm -hmm. it a good '80s movie? And Mm -hmm. um, does it hold up to modern standards? Those three are the main criteria, and. For me, those three are like all over the map. It is a great 80s movie. It is. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is it a good movie? Uh, No. Oh, oh, ow. Oh, ow. And does it hold up? It's it's dodgy. So it's it is a wonderfully charming movie. I love the fact that the kids talk like kids. It is a movie made for 12 and 13 year old boys. And when I was 12 and 13 year old, it was a great movie because the kids sound like when you can tell the difference between kids talking like kids in movies and kids reading lines that an adult wrote that they think kids Mm -hmm. would say in the movie. So, but these sound like kids. They're talking over each other. Like Nathan says, they're saying, you know, just, they sound like authentic kids. And even today that holds up. Uh, They would say shit and they would say, uh, you know, I, I don't know about the not knowing the word treasure, but uh, they, <laughs> they would poke fun at each other. They would do dumb jokes to each other. And they do that in this movie. They sound like actual kids. And I love that. It's, very, it's a very charming movie. Uh, so it holds up in being charming. But yeah, the logic, uh, the checking your logic at the door, uh, it really strains credulity. There are stuff that's so stupid they could never get away with doing it. There's stuff I, I don't even mind the fact that it's a kids movie and they're doing like murder and, um, and
1: suicide. like yeah and
2: suicide and and all of the, the stuff that's very hard PG thirteen in a modern context that like a, a modern producer say no this is a kids movie Steve we need to not be you know. So,
0: so the suicide has to be fake. So that's so the yeah for the kids. exactly,
2: and and yeah, he didn't, he didn't actually murder any cops on the way. We didn't see his his exit from jail. We just saw him exit the cell. But I assume he killed like three three guards on the way out. Uh,
3: but we didn't see that, fortunately.
2: But it, it's in in the in the
3: <laughs> it wasn't, when all the guards kept pouring out of the building. There was like four of them. All of them were were. Putting on their outside jacket. Yes, yes. Like their hands they didn't have guns it's out It's Oregon. You we have all, to dress for weather. They they were all like stuck in the motion of putting on their outdoor jackets. That's
0: everybody knows Nathan. That's when you break out, is when they're uh, is when they're doing their Mr. Rogers uh change from inside to outside clothes. Right. That's when you do it. The
3: criminals advantage.
0: So But oh, wait, you still haven't said a number. I,
3: I haven't. I've
2: I've <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was um, thank God for podcasting. I was
0: I- <laughs> I'm not this is all staying in. I'm not <laughs> thinking anything. Else. It's gonna be the eight hour podcast.
2: I was going to suggest that an early draft of this movie, uh, they probably said first off, they a smart screenwriter would have put this uh, location in like, you know New England. And Mm -hmm. so that made more sense. You could still have the climate and all that stuff and just have it like in Maine or even like Nova Scotia or something. And then like, like, well, we can shoot in Astoria and we'll just say it's Astoria. No one's going to care that Oregon is in the Pacific Ocean where there was like no ships, no European ships in the 17th century. But you know, no one's going to notice that. Uh, The second thing I would have done is I would have set this, instead of being contemporary, I would have set in the 1930s. Because it sounds, I don't know, it feels like more of a hard Scrabble time. The Great Depression, uh, like everyone moving away, and the treasure hunter aspect of it. I think they, they might have thought of that. And like the Chester Cobblepot or whatever his name is, was from the 30s. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of yeah. an era of, of uh, independent adventurers, too. So it just feels like it would would have worked better as a period piece from the 1930s. That's me, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. My overall, uh, I'm going to give this a 6.5 because it is a wonderful movie. It is nostalgic for me personally, and I have a, a warm place in my heart for it. But is it a good movie? And does it stand up to time? No, that's that's where it loses points with me. But it's enough to mm-hmm. make to give me. I'll give it a six and a half.
0: Okay. All right. Um, yowza. Well, you're both wrong. This movie is a straight up 10. <laughs> like, <laughs> not. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, I, you know, I use a similar rubric, if you will, Craig, mm-hmm. which is like, does this movie hold up? Is it still fun? Will I still sit? Will I sit down and watch it at any time, at any point that it is on? Is it still fun? And do ki- do kids still want to watch it um and the answer is is yes it it checks all those boxes and I forgive all of the um the rules of logic that are broken because i I just love it so much and you know I think that it's hard it's hard to make a movie that is equally appealing to kids and adults and i think it's really hard to um you know strike the tone even though it sort of bounces around it has the the tones of adventure and danger and you know all of the things so i i put this there's a reason this movie has stood the test of time and it's because it is so so fun it's just fun. You know, you got to you got to suspend your disbelief for the fun. It's a Disneyland ride,
2: you know. Well, let me ask um, you this. If Disney had made this movie today, I think uh, everyone would be excoriating it. I think it, oh, they would think think, so? I think they would say it, they're being emotionally manipulative like they always are. They're using a very basic plot lines and they're just like throwing logic out the window. the The, the Internet would be spewing with hate about this is the worst thing that this ever existed and Disney is destroying our culture. So man, Craig is in a really dark place.
0: (laughs) So that's why I think
2: it works great in the eighties because you just went with it in the eighties today, whether it holds up today, that's the question. Uh,
0: Okay. So, but speaking of that, so there is a movie that came out this year Mm -hmm. uh, called finding Ohana. Have you heard of it? Not? No. no. Okay. So it is you know like all movies that have come out in, in the now times it was like a straight to streaming release. I'm looking it up. I don't think it's Disney. Was it Disney? Um, blah blah blah. Okay.
3: No it's Netflix. It's Netflix. Okay.
0: So yeah it's a Netflix original but it is basically, it is basically Goonies so much so that Data is in it. <laughs> and he's in it, and he says, like, he has slick. He says all the little lines. He's like, "Oh, you're you stepped in a puddle. Now you've got slick shoes." Turn to camera and wink. Um, and it's <sighs> it, it, it's um you know this basic story of Goonies, but with like a Hawaiian twist. So they, you know, the kids have to try and save you know Grandpa's farm or whatever. So they have to like try and find the lost treasure of blah 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 and you know everything's a Rube Goldberg machine um, and, and this and that so you know it is a modern Goonies um, they have and... to find an
2: ancient Roman submarine on Mars
0: <laughs> but it's you know it was good I watched it with the kids um, and, and they liked it we liked it it was cute you know it was whatever the message is like that family is more important than you know family is the real treasure and and um rich stuff you know not the rich stuff so (laughs) so that and that's like you know probably my not my deep cut recommendation because i feel like it's too obvious in fact like if you google finding ohana it will link you to goonies it'll be like were you looking for goonies is that what you're looking for um so i don't think it's that deep of a cut but um yeah so it's like modern goonies um I, I wouldn't expect you guys to have heard of it though because you know it's ma- was basically pitched to get you know people my age who love goonies and who have kids my kids' age so um, <clears throat> So what would your deep cut recommendation be, Nathan?
3: Okay, so I'm going to recommend um, a video game called the Sea of Thieves. okay. Um, so it is a pirate adventure game that Craig and I have recently gotten into uh, back in December. Um, and it it's not the kind of game that I thought I'd be gravitated to because it does have a, a PvP um, component to it. But there is a certain degree of adventure and unpredictability and finding lost treasure and sailing the high seas uh, that was actually very... Um, uh, inspired by the Goonies. You know, they've oh. the developers have said that. So in terms of like, there is kind of like this open world that you you can kind of encounter people who have their own, this like actual players who have their own morality. If they want to be nice, if they want to be terrible, they can. Um, but there is, in terms of like the story mode, like what's called the Tall Tales, mm-hmm. there is a lot of like, I've got the doubloon with the hole and I've got to line it up with the thing to follow the clue and then the treasure map to then get gold and things like that. And so, you know, if you're into video games, if you're into um, things like that, it does kind of channel a lot of some of that same uh, feeling of adventure. And if you do get friends together, you can kind of have that. That um, that that kind of feeling of of, of bonding with your friends. Hmm. So
0: I get it. You have friends, some... Mr. Braggy. <laughs>
3: and sometimes you just get dumb, dumpstered by a bunch of ten-year-olds. Okay, <laughs> just, which is also a thing.
0: Um, lovely. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Um, and you also have a video game recommendation, Greg?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to sarcastically recommend a map of North America as my <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> so you can see the difference between the Caribbean, oh, burn and burn. Oregon, but that aside that, that, you know, trademark acidic remark by me, uh, side, I wanted to recommend, um, and it's weird that you're getting two video game recommendations for this, but whatever. Uh, but
3: that's basically how we've been spending our pennies. Exactly. Uh,
2: there's this game that is primarily PC, but I think it's also on uh, PS4 and Nintendo. Uh, it's called undertale and it's a role-playing game. It's sort of a retro role-playing game. And it is basically about a kid going underground, having an underground adventure. So it is, it, it's, mm. it's uh, actually very immersive and, uh, I know, very entertaining. And it's also, it's got the top-down look to it, like sort of the old Nintendo games, like Final Fantasy, um, and those sort of old-school role-playing games. So it has that retro feel, as well as being kind of uh, very similar in terms of the spirit of the Goonies Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
2: to, to, you know, a little kid in this hidden underworld Uh, looking for treasure and also kind of looking for you know redemption and a way home so um yeah that would be my recommendation uh it's called undertale and it's actually it's it's uh it's a very good game it's got some very good music to it as well
0: nice all right um so my official deep gut recommendation is going to be escape rooms um (laughs) because i think that you know, as much as we all want to find treasure and, like, solve these puzzles and, you know, do all these things, the closest we're going to get to it is an escape room um, where you get to, like, learn a little bit of the story and, like, test your own smarts as you, like, solve Rube, Rube Goldbergian puzzles um, in order to find the thing that leads to the next thing that leads to the next thing. Um you know, I, I think they're really fun. I think they're a good uh, use of like, you know, a good way to spend your money because like usually I think they're like pretty much locally owned. There are several in downtown Mesa that are like locally owned by, you know, families and they create the stories and build the rooms and uh, and things like that. So um, try an escape room if you haven't already. Very good. When it's safe to do so,
2: um. yeah. <laughs> One day, when the world one is day. great.
0: In fact, one of the one of the things that uh, the escape room we had scheduled an escape room adventure um, mm-hmm. that uh-huh. we couldn't do because pandemic, and they every like every three months or so they're like, "Do you want to come to the escape room yet?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs>
3: no. Wait, I've already escaped the escape room. Yeah, <laughs> I can't.
0: I can't escape my home. Um, so yeah uh blah 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 all right where should people look to find uh your books and things of that nature mr craig michael curtis uh
2: you can find my books uh online amazon.com barnesandnoble.com uh you can also find me on my facebook page and craig michael curtis.com
0: and where can people find the work of mr blackwell
3: Oh, squishy studios, I suppose. I the suppose, same places everywhere. Yes.
0: And of course, you can find me at nctphoenix.com. You can actually watch me do improv on the interwebs uh, on Friday nights. And if you are local, Saturday nights, we have uh, shows in the out of doors. Um, and that's nctphoenix.com and yeah thank you for listening uh if you haven't already done that thing where you like like and thumbs up and rate and review please please do it It, you know consider it our treasure since we can't get
3: (laughs) our rich Uh, stuff stuff.
0: (laughs) give us that review we need it we want it we love it um thank you so much uh we appreciate you and, um, <laughs> you know, remember to be... We
3: a- need 10 more reviews to save our neighborhood. We do. Please, They're going to build a golf course over this podcast.
0: And the guy is a real butthead. He's really... You would not like him. The guy who's building the golf course, you would not like him. You would wish for him to get shot out of a toilet cannon. <laughs> so please review our podcast um, and uh, be excellent to each other. And... Party on,
3: on, dudes.
0: And never say die.
2: Goonies never say die.